Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best films of all time. I'm your host, Cisco from Misfit Minded Media Reviews. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Misfit underscore Minded, on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit, and my website, MisfitMinded.com. And I'm Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at It's Me, Shani B. And today we're talking about the 2014 film Lone Survivor for the 10-year anniversary. It's written and directed by Peter Berg, stars Mark Wahlberg, Taylor Kitsch, Ben Foster, Emil Hirsch, Alexander Ludwig, and Eric Bana. Um, so star-studded cast. Um, and if you haven't seen it, it's about a Navy SEAL team on a mission that goes sideways and about the lone survivor of it. So <laughs> The one uh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> so Shandy B, what did you think of this movie? Well, this this is an interesting one because I, I this one's fine. I think I'm a neutral B uh, on this movie. I really oh, like damn. Berg. I like all the men in this, but I don't know. It feels like pretty heavy handed. It's like happening really fast. It doesn't feel as grounded as like the music wants me to believe it is and some of the filmmaking. I don't know. I guess I wanted to really uh, like geek out on this movie and I I was surprised that I was sort of like, huh, I guess I don't know if I really like this movie, um, if I'm being honest. Oh, like, damn, uh, we got a zag this week. Okay. Uh, that's true. That's I know. Good. I was going to say, this is it's pretty rare. <laughs> but in 24, I'm going to pull less punches if all I right, if something, right. you know, get stuck in my craw here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's, yeah, it, it's one of those things where I, I, it feels like it's so much better when I remember it. But when I was watching it, I felt a little under underwhelmed. Uh, what about you? Are you a fan of this one? I am. Uh, I, I mean, I had a little bit of what you're saying. Like, I remember loving it um, when I first saw this. And so I didn't, like, necessarily have that experience this time. But I still liked it. Um, I think this is part of an unofficial trilogy that I'm just making up here on the spot that uh, Pete Berg and Mark Wahlberg had together in the 2010s. Um, so, um, I'm trying to think of the name. I didn't write it down, but I think I, I was thinking of, um, the American, like, a disaster trilogy, yes. <laughs> yes. um, where they did Patriot's Day, yep. this movie and Deepwater Horizon, just like That's three American disaster tales, um, different disasters in different terms i guess you could say um so this one definitely probably the most basic you know story of just like an army navy seal team uh going in on a mission and just goes completely wrong um and so i think there is something kind of nice about it being basic and then there's and then at a certain point it does kind of hold it back so like like what you're saying with the heavy handedness. So, but like, I would say like the first hour of this movie is really fucking good. Like, I w- I was like super invested. I love like how it opens with like the real life Navy SEAL training footage, yes. where it's just like these guys are. There's something wrong with these guys that they go through all of this shit. <laughs> like I mean, this whole setup is whack, frankly. Dude, like. <laughs> just they have like you know like when the the sergeant's like this next drill is called 
uh, seeing how long you can hold your breath underwater or whatever. And like the guys are yes. like passing out. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And yeah. um, but basically, I think it really sets the stage that like only the best of the best make it out of like these are the best of the best, the Navy SEALs. Yeah, you have to have a kind of mindset. You have to have a kind of resilience. And I agree. I, I appreciate that, like, about Navy SEALs for sure. And I think the Open really has so much respect for these guys, which I really appreciate. And, yeah, on the overall, I would say, like, I told you, like, I got to check out the special features this week, which was cool. There's not, yeah. like, a ton of them, but there's, like, quite a, a basically like an hour i would say of features on there an extra hour so um and my whole i think it it did kind of provide me like why i think this movie got held back in certain ways it kind of provided an answer for me where it's so it's so respectful like peeperg you know there's a, a lot of the features is are like um interviewing the families which was like really sad like the, wow. the families of the like he met with all of them all of the actors that were portraying the the soldiers the the navy seals like mm -hmm. met with them to like get more involved with their character um and then the guy who wrote the lone survivor the guy who wrote the book is like was on set and is like all over the special features too i was so. gonna say i feel like you can you see him in there because he's in scenes with them when mm -hmm. they're on the base and stuff like he he has like a part in the movie too i think so i i, I didn't clock it i guess i watched the features afterward so like maybe that's why i, I wasn't really also, like looking for these guys they have a similar look it can yeah. be hard to track them <laughs> i'd say like the one thing like that he like they don't really look like the people you know the actors and like mark Wahlberg for sure like the Definitely guy not. that the guy that he's playing is like six three and like tatted up Baller. like and but and like beefy like yeah. beefy guy and i'm just like mark <laughs> mark Wahlberg really doesn't fit any of those requirements but uh like i said him the, the two bergs Wahlberg and keeperg had this thing going in the in the 2010s were like i don't know and like it was it's funny because like i like those three movies like they're not i think all of them kind of fall in this category for me of like they're good but not great yeah and then and then at a certain point like i think they made mile 22 uh which really sucks i don't know if you've ever seen it but i don't know if i even saw that one and it's not based on a true story and I remember going to see it in the theater, being like pumped, like, "All right, they're three, three for three, baby, let's go!" <laughs> and uh, just being like, "Man, this is like awful." Like it was, they lost it. They had this like moment, and then they tried to veer from the formula and like tried to like. All I remember from that is Wahlberg is playing some guy with like OCD, and he's okay. just playing it like way over the top and like annoying like just yeah. just like he does not like whenever he tries to do some of these dramatic roles i'm like bro you do not you can play generic army guy like yes. in in lone survivor that is your shit like you can do that <laughs> and in all of these movies it like patriot's day generic cop character that combined like 
four different yeah. people into one character. Mm-hmm. And they, I think same thing with Deepwater Horizon. I might be getting, I know if Patriots Day for sure combined a lot of people. Uh, I remember that was a whole controversy when that came when out. When that was but, happening. But, I mean, I think that's where, where my problem lies with this is that it feels a little like it feels a little underwhelming in terms of like the character development, you know, like I want Matt Damon in Courage Under Fire for these guys. I Ooh. want that depth of character. I want that piece of what feels real. And I do feel like the actors themselves, like their look, the way they held themselves, where they moved together and choreographed things was really tight. It just all happened so fast that I couldn't really I couldn't really fall in love with these guys and their relationship. And I feel like something got lost in translation where like the two Bergs absolutely respect these guys, want to do these guys the best service. But I think they were like too, too fanboy or something to to also then put it right on the ground and like be these real guys. Yeah. More than I guess the other actors, because. I feel like uh, what Ben Foster is doing in this movie is stellar. He's I always good. love Ben Foster. He's yeah, so fuck good. Yeah. yeah. Always, always. But even he doesn't get a lot of time to speak. And I guess I don't I don't know how much of the book like really goes into who these people were, but I think that's like one of the things I, I always want in a kind of military porn story is mm. for like the people to still be cooler than the military piece of it. And yeah. feels a little bit more like the guns and the squibs and the blood and stuff were more were featured more prominently than like these men, even the lone survivor. Uh, you know, he he took so many bullets. Oh, man. All of them. <laughs> Falling did. down cliffs and shit. Of... Oh, man. Well, that's what I mean. It's like that, that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Like in the features, you can tell like they respected them so much, like Wahlberg and, and Berg and that that like. It's like what you're saying. It's it was almost like kind of a hindrance at a certain point where it's like we want to do such a good job by them, and you know, and it's like at a certain point, like you have to make hard decisions when you're making a movie, and sometimes that means not being, you know, as faithful to the real story possibly because that yeah. that's kind of what when you're saying like it all happened so fast or like. It didn't translate. I didn't, I haven't read the book either, but I feel like that's what it might have boiled down to is like we mm-hmm. got all the details right. And it's like, OK, but in doing that, you're missing some of that heart and some yes. of the stuff that could have been um, at, for a movie. You really need to emphasize more um, yes. because we're not reading those details like in a book form. Yeah, so, yeah. I f- I I agree completely. I feel like they nailed the heart of this yeah. from a visual standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, like the beautiful landscapes, the music, the quiet moments, yeah. for sure. But it was really like more, a little bit more so in the writing and the relationships. I I feel like I in these movies, my favorite thing is when you can tell that like these men really love each other. You know, the way that um, Van Damme and his buddy loved each other in Bloodsport. You, you can feel that. <laughs> And I do feel like there, their there, chemistry a was bit off of that the charts. Their chemistry was, <laughs> it was off the charts. We talked about it. We talked about it. Uh, um, but but you know what I mean? Like this brotherhood, these guys that are so willing to die for each other. I know that's true. And I know that everybody had that in mind. But I do feel like there was a little something missing in like me being able to feel that come off of the performances. Uh, you know, and I don't know that that has anything more to do with the fact that like they they were just sort of already there. You know, like we got 
Well, I don't even, I guess, how much time do we even get on base? We only maybe get like 20-ish minutes and we spend them making fun of An- Alexander Ludwig, who's like not central to the story, which I was like, well, why are we doing anything with him? I, don't know I, I like him much, a lot, but I don't know he's how not much there. time for like on base, but I did clock that like, which like I was impressed by that like before any gun is like fired, it was an hour into the movie. And I was nice. like, that is like, maybe I just see so many shitty action movies that like from like minute one, it's like, we need an action scene to start this thing off. Like, but like, you know, and, and so like for them to have that much restraint, like I was like, you know, even, even though I, I could have used more character stuff, like you're saying, I do think like, all those i mean that cast is like insane like that's that's basically the 2010s like who's who of yes. like the best actors you could get at that time to mm-hmm. play to play you so like i think they all do a good job like all the families in the special features said that like they all like that was one of the hardest uh things to watch was like one of the moms was crying and she was just like i told uh uh i, I think it was um emil emil's character Mm-hmm. Or, fuck. I don't know if it was. I, I think, think Deets. Deets. Or no, was, or maybe yeah. Ben Foster. But she was like, I t- I thanked him and said like, thank you for bringing my son back to life for a couple of hours or something. And I was like, oh. I know. Yeah. They, I mean, but like to have the you know ha- to have the approval of that of all of them too. Like that's that's pretty impressive too. Like they like they literally had all the families on the special features. It wasn't like any holdouts or whatever. Like that was just like, no, I don't want to be in this like they and the other cool thing in the features was like they really put them through boot camp like you're saying like the fact that they look like they know what they're doing is because they had the author of the book and stuff like training them and being like this is how it went down so like that's i think some of the positive of him being so involved and like them being so faithful to it is that like all of those like you were saying visual details action details like all of that shit like i would say like and this is what i remember from i think i saw it in the theater i don't know but when i saw it for the first time i'm like the action in here is so much more impactful than like a lot of modern action movies like every yeah. fucking time i mean there's like you said they get shot a lot but every time they get shot you see the squib like burning up in the air and like it's I, when and, they're slamming against that mountain, cu- falling down the hills, like just free and it's jumping a, it's, off. That's not digital. That's a fucking stunt guy oh. falling down a mountain. They like, they showed it in the special features, they like into rocks and shit. They, the the way they did that um, is like they just did it in pieces, like which is I mean still insane. Yeah. But like so, it's like okay, when we get hit this big rock, I'll do this part first and then we'll cut and go to the next one <laughs> like, yep, yep. <laughs> and it's like oh man and i had forgotten um somebody on letterbox reminded me too though but that uh there's a there's a gnarly mountain fall cliff fall like this in the rundown which is also a pete berg movie yes. um which is also probably one of the most impressive mountain we gotta falls. do that one sometime I think it might be the 20th anniversary actually this year. I got to look that up, but I'm pretty sure. I love the rundown. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And, and so like all of those hits are so fucking brutal. Like, 
and I just I kind of missed that like um feeling well, yeah like... we see a lot of it with a computer now we see a lot of it uh amplified in a way I, feel I mean like that's why I like... practical blood squibs that's like automatic extra star half star for me any <laughs> movie right. any movie that comes it's like even we, we, we none of us like neither of us really liked rambo 3 but i was like all right the blood squibs you know They're that's there. at least an extra half star <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's true i think like berg is holding it down to try to have like that authenticity in his stunts just like hargrave does i just want there to be more intersection in the writing and i do think that's like a weird that's a weird part about this because I didn't remember that Peter Berg also wrote it, but it's got to be so hard to write something and try to like elevate material when you're looking right into the face of these people who are like, but it's the most important and elevated thing that's ever happened to me. It doesn't need pretty words, except, you know, thankfully it did not happen to me. So I need the pretty words as the viewer. <laughs> you know, what was crazy, too, is I was thinking... So like they have the the guy at the end from the village that saves Wahlberg's character. Yes. Um, and you know they show that picture at the end. It, they Berg met with him too. Like yeah. he's still around, and he he had a translator there, and they were having conversations. And I think that was like awesome. one part that I think was kind of a missed opportunity. Was I I I get what you're saying with like more of the the bros you know and like their relationship but that guy in the village each other's eyes (laughs) the guy in the village though too was like and we had the same complaint with that new the new guy richie the covenant um where like the that the soldier was not the main guy it was jake gyllenhaal and we were like but this guy is so fucking badass like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like show more and so when that village guy like starts like standing up to the um taliban yeah like I'm like, dude, I want to see more. And and they kind of explain, like, they have the, you know, text on screen that says, like, you know, the reason he did this was because in their culture, you know, we, you you stand up for someone no matter what or whatever. And it's just like, why put that on a text and and instead of in the actual film? Like, (laughs) that's something that we could have. And same thing with, I thought, again, this is where, like, dramatic license for me, putting my producer hat on. Put it on. The the people, they let go, because we haven't explained this, but, like, basically they run into this situation where they have three cho- choices because their mission gets compromised. Mm-hmm. They can, they can uh, let these people go. They can tie them up, but they'll probably be killed by wolves or whatever. Yep. Or uh, they can kill them. Yeah. And so and they decide to let them go and then immediately like a guy runs down the mountain and snitches like the <laughs> Yeah. I mean and the whole time that kid is like obviously looking at them yes. like he's going to. I almost he, like thought, wants to like let fight them. one of them go and yeah. keep one tied up so that like when once we're free you can come and let this guy out but we that one guy it was like he's obviously going to send these people after well, you. Well producer hat like I and I I had I forgot about this, but like, why not? There was one kid that was just like innocent, that was not like looking like he wanted to stab them, you know. Nope. And nope. why not have that kid be the kid at the end that helps Mark Wahlberg? With the family, yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, again, it like that just would have maybe that's not actually what happened, but like you connect these beats to make it more impactful. 
Yes. And um, yeah, it's just like so. It's just a random kid again at the end, and we yeah, never see kid. those people that get let go ever again. Like no. that's it. And so yeah. yeah, I I just I didn't understand that, and and that's one of my for getting into plot holes. That's probably my biggest one mm-hmm. is just the whole failure of the mission in the first place. Like I was just thinking, why not? Because when they say, like, okay, tie them up, and then we go to the top of the mountain, I'm like, just take them with you. Why do you have to tie them up and leave them for That's true. the wild animals? Why don't we take it to the top of the mountain, make sure the comms are up before we let them go, and then take our chances? Because that's what fucks them in the end, is they, that's true. they're they relying on these, like, shitty, like, block phones that we had back in the... <laughs> Yeah, in the two thousands, and oh, like, and he's yeah, like you got up the poor Emil Hirsch looking like a fifties <laughs> radio newsman. Like, yes, oh god, yeah. yeah. So that that's my biggest plot hole. I have one more, but I any any for you? I think it was mostly that kind of stuff where I yeah. thought I don't know how much of this. Like they, they tried to have the conversation about, you know, what's the right thing to do. And I do think that that is what they thought was going to be a bow. That like if these guys talk about how they're not supposed to kill these people because they're not part of this, that is in line with the idea of how the villagers are like, we're not going to kill these people because we're not a part of this either. But I don't feel like the bow is really tied. And it's mm-hmm. true. They sort of know that the second they let him go, they're going to, you know, that the tally's going to come for them. And still they, like, move pretty slow. They're still slow. sort of like, all right, let's and just, the, like, walk up to the top here. I was kind of laughing. I forget who says it. Again, they all kind of blend together. They needed one person to have no beard. Like, they all sort of Yes. I mean, they're characters, together. too. Yeah. They, they were all similar guys. And that's fine. But I do need that differentiation. So I, I, I can't. I think it might have been Emil Hirsch or whatever. Um he has a lot of the best lines, I would say, too, once yeah. shit starts going. Um, yes. And so uh, where he's like, they're so fucking fast. Like, how did they get? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> because the dude was parkouring down the mountain. Once he yeah, this go. is their land. Yeah. You know, of course they know the terrain. Just <laughs> like, I feel like that's one of the big things that, that they were kind of facing is that they have to just like take this terrain as it is. And that doesn't seem right either because it feels like these guys are elite, you know, like these guys know how to take all terrains. But somehow in this instance, because things went sideways, it like feels it feels like even they were off their game. And I guess I wasn't I was expecting that turn to happen later in the story, but it feels like it happens like right at the top at the top of the main event, I'll say. And some of the, you know, political stuff like it's unavoidable with this war and with any army movie basically yeah um but like i thought again missed opportunity like when they're having the whole debate about what choice out of the three choices that they came up with to do that was another missed opportunity for characterization because like the only reason that Wahlberg doesn't want to do it is because fear of backlash from the media (laughs) yeah Yeah, and i was just like like, court-martialed so am i supposed to like like this character because right now i really don't because if that's your only reason for not killing someone and or tying them and leaving them for dead like mm-hmm. I, you're not a likable character then in that in that way um yeah and you yeah. know and um you know taylor kitsch is the leader like so that's like one of the thing that sets him apart 
mm-hmm. guess, from the rest of the guys. And he kind of makes the ultimate decision that, like, we're going to let them go. But, again, we don't really get any reason of, like, guys, these are humans, you know, like. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's just, I was just waiting for at least one person to say it, like, you know, like. Yeah, this is a kid. This is, this is, we're not paid to do this, like. But then yeah. you just get Ben Foster being like, man, who gives a fuck what the people think out there? Like- <laughs> well, I, mean, I feel like Ben Foster's closest to playing a kind of guy who's really in this threatening situation where where at the end of the day, it's either their lives or ours. That is what's happening here. But we don't really talk about it in that way because these guys are like fucking with each other and trying to argue with each other instead. Yeah. Which again, I was like, guys, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> what is why are i don't like this dialogue yeah. <laughs> i don't want this dialogue he's like i care about um, you but i do feel I don't like i care about them I care about you I care about yeah. you well exactly <laughs> like i care about you and getting home to your wife who's pregnant like yeah. i care about the fact that this kid for your life i would trade his for yours i love yeah. you man and you that's know, like... that's when you get the opposing side would have been you know how about we don't kill anybody because it's the right, the wrong thing to do? You know, <laughs> like that's exactly. what I was just, I was waiting yeah, like, for that we, we other. Aren't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, this might, it's very pro America, you know, point of view. Which, it's a little, yeah, yeah, it's a little like one dimensional men as well. It's like yeah. a certain kind of military guy. Oh, yeah. Not any allow... women in this movie. No. At well, all. And also Ma- the presence of women, like the mindfulness of their existence is sort of like she's obviously pregnant and she's trying to redo your house. Like they weren't like she really misses you, man. She wants it to be nice. But they don't get even home, get like a phone call or a video chat. It's like nope. strictly text and like yeah, them no, talking uh, about pictures it. even like none of them yeah. are like looking at a picture of their girl. It's like every war movie has that, dude. <laughs> well, like, I think I think uh, Ben Foster that was like his one scene where he was just like, I'm looking at you and they had the picture of her next to the computer. Um, okay. And I, I think totally that, I think it. that was, I think that is the, uh, the actual wife in real life picture of her that he was looking at. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, just from the, her and the special features, I think like show and show that I might be wrong about that, but I think so. Yeah. My, yeah. um, my other big nitpick, you know, this is like, this might be the one like most obvious. I cannot believe this went by so many producers. Oh. Like <laughs> yep. the the title of the movie, I think is awful. I think it's not just because it's like generic. It's a fucking spoiler for the movie. Yeah, the lone survivor. When I saw yes. this movie in theaters, I knew what was going to happen, and I know that. Mark Wahlberg is the lone survivor because his face is on the poster. Yes. <laughs> Why spoil that? Why the fuck would you spoil that? So like I and 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 rewatching it this time, again, like, you know, it's it's icky to talk about this stuff in terms of like suspense and everything like that. I get it because it's a true story, but mm-hmm. this is a movie. And so in a movie, you need to hit some of those beats. If this is an action yes. movie that's going for those type of things why there's no suspense in like these guys getting picked off one by one because i know that there's only going to be one guy and it's mark Wahlberg. yes so all of that stuff falls flat on you know on the first rewatch and then on rewatch so i was thinking of alternate titles yes Uh, (laughs) let's hear it (laughs) i was thinking of alternate titles um so like the the actual title of the book is like 
Lone Survivor, comma, let's see. The Mark Wahlberg story. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm pulling it up here. Uh, It's uh, Lone Survivor, the eyewitness account of Operation Red Wing and the Lost Heroes of SEAL Team 10. All right, two alternate titles I can think of that would have been better in this scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, Operation Red Wing, I think would have been a better title. Or uh, SEAL Team 10. Why not? Straight up, even Red Wings, I would have took. Yeah. You know, like, I'll take... I'll pretty much take anything because you're right. You know, I didn't read the book. It's not like I was going to read this book first and I was like counting down the days till when it came and again, out. So that might be them being too faithful to it. Like we can't change the title of it. And it's like, guys, we you yeah. need to like be filmmakers and like make tough decisions like that. <laughs> well, you have to remember that like this is a different kind of art form. Yeah. You know, like the uh, the nonfiction book is not quite art. It's a it's a medium for sure. But filmmaking is an art. It doesn't really matter what you make your movie about. It's supposed to be elevated. It's supposed to be yeah. fantastical in some way. And I think for all the parts of this that are fantastical, it, with a small pivot of elevating these men, you know, seeing what maybe this character can't even see in these men, because why would he bring emotions into it? It's not it's not safe for him to do that. But it is for us, you know, the viewers mm-hmm. and, and the people who are going to try to connect our hearts to this story. And I do feel like, that that was disappointing to me because like I didn't feel very sad when I was watching these guys die. Probably because I knew they were supposed to. That's just that's what's what I going mean. On here. It's like, um, and I some of them that you can scared. tell they're going for. Are they going to survive or not? You know the way that it's being filmed, and like you said, like the music choices and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's and that's what it's just such a bummer because it's like you you're everything else that you're doing is like er, trying to earn this moment. But the title, like yeah. from from step one, fucking ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, because like in the rewatch, I also thought I don't love this somber ending because this somber ending is already trying to like uh, predispose me to be like this is the last day of these guys' lives, you, mm. you guys. And I was like, no, I'm not supposed to know that. I'm not supposed yeah. to feel sad already. I'm supposed to feel devastated when. You know, all of a sudden they are frozen and then there goes somebody, you know, the back of someone's head gets lit up. And I do feel like I was mostly just like, what's the cool way they're going to kill these guys? Yeah. And uh, definitely, you know, last thing, I guess, like that isn't a total fail, but just like we said, like the third act, I felt like really, if we want to talk about like rushing and feeling truncated, it's like. It's almost like a whole other movie, like when yeah. Mark Wahlberg gets taken in the village mm-hmm. and is like surviving. And like, I mean, how much of the Covenant was like Hall like half asleep in a coma, basically? Like, yes. And so it's like and they try to do this in like 10 minutes. <laughs> and no survivor. Yeah, they're like, send this guy all the way to our base. He's going to walk yeah. all the way to our base. And then like the next scene, people were there. So... It was a little tight. And I agree. It's sort of like maybe they couldn't decide should they tell the movie of of him and his singular survival or should they tell the story thinking, of these men? I was thinking produce your hat again. Again, this was I think this was the tougher thing to think. The alternate title stuff I thought was a no brainer. Like, yeah, I don't I don't again, I don't understand how that went through so many people like not realizing that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good point. The third act stuff was a bit tougher for me i was thinking like 
again, one thing that would have improved it might have been like the kid from the beginning coming back, a la like training day. Like you saved my niece, yeah. and so now we're gonna save. But I guess that isn't truly why uh, he did it. It's more of their culture, or whatever. I get that, I guess. But even so, like you know, the whole like knife thing that they do, where it's like knife and gives him the knife, and then yes. Walker like stabs a dude like. <laughs> It's like and he's like, do you want this duck? <laughs> this is what we call a duck. Like, Ugh. it's true. Wahlberg, I love Mark Wahlberg, but him being like, help me, you, me, you. The way that he did this performance, I was like, dude, I don't know what to say, but like, I, I don't. Don't know watch how Mile Twenty Two really if you thought yeah. that was annoying because that was him the entire movie in Mile Twenty Two. Like he had like a rubber band like that he kept flicking against his wrist and being like oh mm-hmm. like and when he yeah you know he, whoever thought Walbert playing manic was a good idea like no dude <laughs> no, no he he's a little too one-dimensional for this stuff and i feel like it works very well in three kings like the got the mm. military guy he plays there totally tracks feels like a real guy but there does feel like this thing where it's like i can't really see the character underneath of Wahlberg sometimes and especially in this story when I don't know. It, it felt it didn't feel super authentic. The performance to me, not like yeah. certainly not like Ben Foster's performance. I just feel like that guy disappears into every character he plays, he and was, it it's amazing. I mean, we talked about Heller Highwater the other day. Yeah, he's just so fucking good in that. Yeah, he I'm, he has to get more respect because he's like a one of those quiet actors. Everybody people knows who know and kind of respect. people who know movies know him, but like the general public, I'm with you. Like, yeah, they they, they need re- to know. Because he just, he's like one of those like Philip Seymour Hoffman types where it's just totally. like, you don't know he's in the movie because he's so good and it just gets lost in it. And yep, actually yep. like watching the special features, like I would say like he's the most prominent in terms of like when they're training and stuff, like he was the most hands-on, which I'm like, that totally tracks. <laughs> like, yep. like he was the one that they kept showing like shooting the guns and like he was like real serious like they were like you know he was like yeah i mean but you do it enough times you know i I, 300 yards away i know i can hit ping 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 you know hell yeah he's like that helps (laughs) exactly it's like he he's the kind of actor that if you had given him dialogue that meant something that that carried weight he would have been amazing at delivering it. And I think the same is true for Emil Hirsch and, and even Taylor Kitsch. I feel like he has an interesting quietness about him that tells so much more behind his eyes. And there like, weren't any moments for that in this storytelling. Uh, well, just like, I, I will say, I'll, I'll stand up for like the first like 30 minutes. I thought the little moments, the few moments they do get of characterization, I did like, like where, um, you know, dude's like shopping for the horse for a wedding present. <laughs> and he, w- he wakes Mark Wahlberg up out of his sleep and he's just like, dude, like, how much is it going to cost me? Wahlberg's like, fuck, a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Your wife's got good taste. And he's like, I know. <laughs> I mean, like, is that, I guess I want to know how authentic a conversation that was just because the, I feel so bad saying this. But that felt really one-dimensional to me. It didn't feel authentic mm. at all. I didn't for a second believe that Taylor Kitsch wanted to give his wife this horse. It felt like a weird <laughs> thing that he was trying to adopt. 
And so if it is real, that just makes me feel disappointed that like yeah. I didn't understand what that horse actually represented at all other than what like you and I can project onto it because we have that eye. And well, then I don't know horse, if that's everyone knows or, means you know, death, Kenny but... V. Come on, literary device. <sighs> I'm, I'm out here hating hard on this movie, dude. <laughs> I know. Come on. I, I, I can't help it. I, I liked I when was... they were they were arguing. It was like it's like Arabian horse. He's like it's not Arabian, dude. Like <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, bro, bro, if she wants the horse, get her the horse. Yeah, you right. Like, where's the support? It. At least where's fifteen the grand. Like, it was just an ongoing thing. And then I like. um yeah, like arguing about like uh what's Emil Hirsch's character is like, you know, she's going from room to room, you know, first it's the walls, then it's the couch, and then <laughs> he's like dealing with like domestic like issues like in well, the I guess in like the... that's exactly it. You know, like there there are opportunities. I just don't feel like they felt very authentic to me. Um, yeah. And I can only speak as like watching, you know, I love war movies. One of my favorite things is to watch these military movies. I love history. I love especially war history. And so I guess like when when something like this happens where I'm sort of like, damn, this one is like hella superficial to me. I think that's probably why I'm having a hard time liking it at all, um, because I, I had higher expectations for like this movie, these guys, all of it. And you didn't it's even fine. like the, it's still good. The, the dance, the. <laughs> no, uh, because I feel like you're establishing uh, a, a character who's not a part of this story. <laughs> so he's I don't not, but I still, either. I mean, we we did, I mean, this isn't, it's not the, I would say it's not the worst war movie we've done. Like, I I think I still prefer Rainbow this to three. The Covenant, maybe, yeah. and, and Rambo 3 for sure. I forgot yeah. that even, but like, it's not Jarhead level or Black Hawk Down we did as well no yeah so it's i mean I those that's are like what i want yeah. i think that's why i'm disappointed is that like it feels like it could be like a black hawk down yeah. and then it just kind of left me wanting more apologies too if there's there's a car alarm outside that's going off so i don't, I don't know if you can it, hear but that I, i'll but check it for the, the listeners <laughs> <laughs> oh shit the taliban they don't want oh. <laughs> <laughs> he climbed down that mountain so fast of course <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's it, like, oh, man, all those pieces, you know, like there's a lot to contain in stories like this. And I think I just have high expectations of a filmmaker like Berg when I do look at his other work and I do see the nuance he can capture. And so I think you're right. It's got to just be one of those. It's really quick. Where... It's, it is asking a lot of you to care about these. But I, I thought for me, at least it was like just enough. And like I said, I've watched so many terrible action movies that like. You know, they just rush into everything, like yeah. from the first five minutes, and like, like there was a Chris Hemsworth one that was like, I want to say made of been direct to video. That was, I might have been the same war too. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't remember anything about it. It was so fucking generic, and like, so at least with like the hyper violence of this one is so well done, and the action, and the stunt work, um, is so well done that like I kind of can forgive some of the you know character issues and like yeah i thought that dance scene was funny because like that was one thing that was one of the funny ben foster lines he was like i really don't want to see you dance again dude don't fuck this up (laughs) (laughs) that cracked me up a lot it's all about it's all about ben foster in that moment like i don't know that any other actor could have made me be like okay this is a real guy here 
Because I feel like that's one of those things, too, that that like people have heard about already. So it's like when I watch a war movie, I want something uber personal. And it's it didn't it wasn't like Alexander Ludwig danced up there and then these guys had a private conversation while I feel mm-hmm. like if that's what that scene looked like, I would have I would be more into it. But it really just or felt even like, like again, that might have been another opportunity him. for the dramatic license of like he goes on the mission with them, you know, or something. Exactly. You know, and yeah. it's taken out first or something, you know, because usually that's what happens with the new guy, yeah. you know, like or, you know, as soon as they were talking about like. You know, getting married soon. And I'm like, oh, this guy's fucking dead. I know. Exactly. <laughs> That's like red flag in any of these movies. It's like some guys talking about, yeah, I gotta go back to Betsy back home. It's like, oh shit, dude. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, there, there are so many tropes that we know about, and I guess like too much of this felt tropey to me, even though it's a true story, and I'm sure that those tropes are true a lot of the time. I, I just had higher expectations. Eric Bana, dude, in the Birkenstocks. I thought that shit was hilarious, too, when he w- gets awakened. Bana's the up. shit. <laughs> Bana yeah, I, is I really always liked, the shit. Again, he was, and I thought that was a good casting choice, too, because he was, like, the leading man of, like, the 2000s. So they were, like, of course, he's, like, yeah, like one step up. You know, he's, like, yeah. <laughs> and it uh, went over. Yeah, so I appreciated that. Um yeah, yeah st- I wonder if it could have been a bigger story and it was just they couldn't decide how much of it to include or something, uh, because it does feel like there are so many little pieces that I'm like, what What was that? Where could that have gone to? Yeah, it's uh, especially one of those, with like, like the Banna stuff and base stuff. Everything's like, you know, nowadays because for clicks and stuff and views, it's like everything's underrated or a masterpiece or overrated and terrible. I think this one is like one of the movies that's just appropriately rated like (laughs) it's right down the middle good it's on netflix right now i think it's a perfectly fine stream watch you Mm -hmm. know it's not gonna like leave the biggest impression on you like a saving private ryan or something like that but yeah yeah not gonna help you acceptable like michael bay level action just entertainment yeah Yeah, Yeah. it's like fully entertaining but it's definitely not yeah, it's not like maybe what I want out of a war movie or something. It's like I do want something deeper. Uh, but I will say it is pretty awesome that uh, the stunts are they hold up like nobody's business. Dude, think... Pete, Berg, Pete Berg definitely was in his element for sure during this. Like mm-hmm. just um, he also did The Kingdom, which I haven't seen. But I know that's another war movie with Jamie Foxx. I think um, I have seen that before, but. It's blurring with Jarhead right now because I have seen Jarhead more recently. They talked um, about on the features that um, Pete Berg said, like, he showed the author, like, uh, he said, he told them, like, hey, like, watch that movie that I did. And if you want me to make it, like, let me know afterwards if you want me okay. to make it or not. Like, it's your call. And then I guess he watched it and was like, yes, I want you to do this, my story or whatever, I which I thought you. was pretty cool. I mean, huh. the respect is real, and I do appreciate a filmmaker like Berg wanting to include those things because, you know, like Peter Berg ultimately was an actor first. So yeah, he has yeah, the mentality exactly. that, you know, a Ben Foster could bring, and he's just going to give all that to a full film, which is why I think a lot of his movies are really, really good. But it's like you say, I think when you can, when you get too intertwined with the source material and when you feel too in service of the source material and not the medium, it it just gets a little muddy. That's like a huge conversation right now too, because like um I haven't seen May December yet. I don't know if you've seen that yet. 
I have. Okay. Well, that's a that's a huge conversation because it's that's wild. based. I was based on a true story, and people are mad that they didn't uh, ask the people involved or whatever, have them more involved with it. And it's not exactly the same. I would say it's much more inspired by than it is based because the differences are fantastic. Yeah. They're really, really funny. But um, I just feel like every time this happens where like they do have like 100% involvement with the family, it's like always so sanitized. You know, it's like, yes. how do you avoid not having the the guy look like God hero, you know, man, <laughs> you well, know, yeah, like... it's, it's how do you show the human, right? Like, like we're joking around about like these guys are seals. They're the most elite men on earth, but they made a kind of questionable decision that resulted in their own deaths. And yeah. It's like, what are we supposed to take to from that? What are we supposed to take? What's the moral lesson of it's a this hard film? One. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you don't want to, you don't want to pose that lesson to people who are looking right at you, who are, hoping that when they rewatch this, they can visit their loved one again. That That is a really strange balance. And I, I'd i like to hear uh, Berg talk about it. So in the special features, does he talk about his experience directing the film outside of those people? Not really. Um, I wanted to just shout out, though, to, like, you know, just visually, like, I told you this, too. Like, I thought this one was, like, you know, probably, like, one of the best, blu-rays i've seen like visually yeah. mm -hmm. like it's really like i really can't uh it's overstate clean. just like how like all of the solar flare like the lens flares the handheld camera work um just like the act like there's explosions like and uh the way that they do it like in surprising ways you know where they'll be in the middle of a conversation and like fucking explode like yeah, it there was, goes a toe yeah, right off. <laughs> or like, yeah, getting shot. Like it was the I thought the mix was clean, like all that stuff. Like, yeah, Pete Berg like did his did his fucking thing on this. And and so all the actors, like what you said, like look like they're trained, look know what they do or what they're doing. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's five guys basically uh, you know, Spartans out here, three hundred Spartans versus the army, but <laughs> but unfortunately <laughs> Didn't work out <laughs> the same, you know. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I feel like it was kind of jarring, but I do like the attempt to match the overwhelm and the, uh, just the jarringness of being under attack in this way with the filmmaking. I, I feel like he could capture the story and what the story should mean in the filmmaking. And I think that's really hard to do. I think that's what will stick with me the most. Like when I think of this movie, I'm always going to think of the kills and the stunts just because they, how do you not? How well, do you not? Well, the blood squids too, you know, like I, it wasn't a surprise to me that um, when it, on the special features, it, uh, Howard Berger is the guy who did the makeup effects and he, cool. he does a lot of like uh, horror movies and stuff like that. Um, nice. Him and uh, Greg Nicotero uh, have their own company. The makeup and is so, amazing. Yeah. And so, uh, the one that jumps to mind for me, they did the they do a lot of Tarantino's movies, so Django, all of those juicy blood squibs yeah. you see in those, uh, <laughs> those are those guys. So oh, yeah. like, you know, and again, those it just looks so like vivid, you know, those the red splatter and like and the um, sound mix and the way you hear it is so good too. And when was so when Emil Hirsch though, like he, one of his best lines I thought was when. 
you know, he's kind of losing it because he's been shot so many times. Like, understandably, yes. I thought that was a good detail where, like, yeah, you know, he's, like, screaming eyes. when they're trying to hide. And they're like, dude, shh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, he's, like, looking at his, his fingers got blown off. And he's just like, it's so vivid red or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was going, dude, yeah, it is. And it's, it looks pretty amazing on this Blu-ray. But, like. Yeah, uh, these these actors didn't pull any punches with the small pieces they might have had. And so, yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, Berg and all the actors, great, great job, I thought. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, well, if you have to pick, though, what which stunt really sticks out to you? Or, like, which of the kills was your favorite? I, I'll, I'll come back to me on kills, because okay. I think. You know, and that's kind of a weird question for this type of movie, I guess. Like, I know favorite favorite kill, like oh, the most awesome kill, yeah. dude. <laughs> uh, I would say stunt is pretty obviously just falling down that mountain is like 100%. every time I've seen it, it's like I don't know. It's not like any visual trickery going on. It's like you're watching a stunt guy straight up like kill himself fall into a tree like <laughs> it, like literally looks like these guys killed themselves executing these stunts that's how like god every time they slam into something or you know are rolling i'm just like fuck god the dizziness i think they do a good job too of that of like i mean they have no options they're going down this hill so they have to just jump and roll and like jump. trying to fight like hide and then like each time they're just more and more fucked up like broken yeah. bones um gashes on their faces and yep pieces sticking out of them and shit yeah the rock Ugh. the rocks that are stuck in Walbert that he has to pull out later you know in his <sighs> leg i was so kind of confused at that this time honestly though that was one thing that kind of confused me i thought that was like a bone at first that he was like that he was like putting back into yes. rock yeah me too but it was me a too. rock but then <laughs> yeah at the end he like reveals it's a rock and i'm like oh okay he I cuts just... it out <laughs> yeah <sighs> So. Yeah, yeah. The the falls are the gnarliest of all the stunts because I think that that's like rare. We just don't see a lot of that kind of stunt being done. So I I think that's a, a, I mean, a really one of the, fun one part. One of the of stunt this. guys, they were like they showed him the, one of he was uh the one that like fell backwards down like a steep you know yep. cliff and uh there and like one of the stunt coordinator for the thing was like, "Well, we got a guy with big balls over here wants to go down the cliff backwards." <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. And they yeah. show him do it and he does it. And it's just like, he's just like, all right, That's time awesome. to do the next fall. And it's like, damn, these guys are crazy. These guys are, <laughs> oh man, I can't believe that's a job, but I know. Shit. But it is. Uh, yeah. And I, they need to get paid more because they now. And they need an Oscar. Sure. We need an Oscar category. We, we always yes. talk about this. Come That's on, right. Now. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we'll petition. We'll get a petition started and we'll get we're going to make this happen so that if somebody does kill themselves doing a stunt, it at very at the very least gets a trophy. Um That's the least. That's <laughs> the least they could get. Yes. I think what about you? for me, my favorite kill is definitely Ben Foster. I feel like the makeup they have on his face before and then just like the squib that explodes out of his fucking head. Oh, like he's yeah. hardcore. He's just hardcore. I feel like watching him die in any movie I've seen, because I've watched him die a few times in his films, he's mm -hmm. just so good at it. There's like something about not only like the stunt of, of dying, but like an actor and the way an actor performs life leaving them is wild. And yeah. I think his his really stuck with me. Um, I like Kitsch's sort of platoon toss up when he's like at the top of the mountain. 
but the, yeah. the Ben Foster one just like feels so real to me. I think those are the two. I think those are the two. Um, definitely, like Hitch, basically self sacrifice to communicate. Although, again, he's like putting a betting a lot that this phone is gonna work, <laughs> which I, I guess they really have no choice at the time. Totally. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I, I guess Foster's the one that's more like visceral. Mm. Um, the way that they shoot it, where it's like, I I like the choice where the guy like it takes him like three tries. Like it, you see, like one bullet hits the tree, another bullet hits the tree on this side, and then the last one is like headshot, and he's just laying there, <laughs> and it's like it's so <laughs> fucking brutal, and they don't cut away. Um, nope. so I mean that's that's some VFX there. I I'm yeah, like no no way that they could do that practically but like um but still his performance sells it man it really yeah. does and i mean like yeah like when they're before that you know when it's just him and mark Wahlberg left and um that was another detail i liked where Wahlberg's kind of just like seeing how fucked up he is yeah. and he's like did i really get shot in the head man <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just like oh damn i thought that was just like um you know like a rock like indented into his head or something you know i i didn't really i couldn't really make it out and so when he yeah, said it's, that it's all happening so fast yeah sort of and then like, Wahlberg's like yeah yeah he did. sure did sure did <laughs> oh yeah. it's the brutality of it is like definitely, definitely something that a lot of movies don't have like war movies action movies so i do commend it for capturing, capturing that uh capturing that for sure and then Lastly, I just want to say that it was driving me crazy. I pretty much knew every actor in this movie from something else. You Uh know, like we said, these are pretty popular people. The little boy at the end. I was like, I know that fucking boy from somewhere. I can't put my finger on it. You don't know him from this, but he plays one of Adam Sandler's kids in Jack and Jill, the worst movie of all time. So he's there. Haven't seen that. But um, what I was thinking of was um, he's in this movie called it's a kind of a small movie. It's called Bad Words. I don't know if you ever oh, seen yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I love Bad with Words. With Jason yes. Yeah. He's the little kid. He's the little like spelling bee whiz. And yes. So I yes. knew it was a comedy. I knew it was a comedy. I'm like, I'm, this kid's like, he just has that like really like just like a uh, weird shaped like head, like big mm-hmm. head and just like uh just like a cute looking kid yeah, like so that much I, character in his face yeah and just like the way he looks he just looks really different and so then like i looked it up i'm like oh, fucking of course like there it is god i just right away started making jokes about jack and jill because any excuse to think about that terrible movie makes me laugh so fucking hard and he does get like one of the funniest parts when he brings out the duck he asks for yeah. a knife and he, he gets to do some comedy <laughs> Yeah, He's like, yeah. Oh, Having knife. the kids in this Cut. movie were interesting. Knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Wahlberg. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see like. Say hi to your mother for me, right? Say hi to your mother. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. You see the yeah, SNL skit, right? Where... I wonder if he was like hoping to to steer into something more dramatic here, um. But you know, we'll. I don't know what came after he he never really gets any dramatic respect and I don't know if he's earned it um, I would say but, I, no. but the brutality of this will especially because he's de- he's like recently years he's tried to like lean into that and I think where he could shine not dramatically I don't think he has that in him I'm sorry 
Uh, you're not going to win an Oscar for acting, uh, Wahlberg. <laughs> Unless it's The uh, Departed. That was like the closest he ever came. But uh, comedy. I think he's really funny. Same. When he, when he wants to be. <laughs> Even in The Departed, we talked about when we did The Departed, like he was probably one of the funniest people in that movie. Yeah, his comedy is so, unique. Um, you know, nice. they have a whole TED TV show. And they got this kid to play out. him, uh, like younger Mark Wahlberg. I'm like, should have just had Mark Wahlberg come back. Like, I fucking, think he would have. He likes who that cares? Shit. Like, I I like when they do that shit where it's just like this grown yeah. ass man playing a high schooler, like a young bird. Like, exactly. why not? Like, Ted is so ridiculous. Like, I think yeah, another that nod to Bloodsport. You know, when Van Damme's playing his young self, it's <laughs> wonderful. I want the same for Wahlberg um so right, action nice. hero he had that phase i think next phase stop doing these dramas and and do some comedies do some goofy ass comedy yeah, have a little like, fun man have yeah. a little fun please <laughs> um, so, yeah. awesome all right uh anything else before we get out of here i think that's it all right nice all right yeah i think that wraps it up for us uh remind the people where they can find us Get your fix and follow the show at We Stay Buff on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and on Twitch at The Buffs. And you can follow me on all the socials at It's Me, Shanny B. Yes, and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please leave a positive review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Follow me at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Blue Sky, and Threads, or Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit. And finally, my website at MisfitMinded.com. Thank you again for listening. We'll catch you next time for another edition of Movie Buffs. Stay buff. Yeah.